Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Joining me today is the CEO and co-founder of Pendulum, Colleen Cutcliffe. Colleen, how are you today? Great. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. Let's dive right into it. Tell the audience a little bit about you. Sure. Um, so my background is in uh, pretty hardcore science. I have a PhD in biochemistry and molecular biology from Johns Hopkins. Uh, I did a pretty traditional postdoc at Northwestern, and then I moved out to the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, I worked at a pharmaceutical company. We were developing drugs for Parkinson's disease. And then I did what everybody does in Silicon Valley. I joined a startup company. And so this was a DNA sequencing instrument company. We actually went through some really rapid growth. The company went public. And on the other side of that IPO, I started Pendulum with two co-founders. We're all very technical and we're just excited about the future of gut health. And what's really cool too about your company, you, you really got some great, uh, great backers early on. And then as you continued to grow, um, one, of the cool, one of the really cool ones is the fact that you have Holly Berry uh, associate. That is so cool. Um, really cool. Uh, I have to ask, have you met her? Yes, actually. Uh, I've met her a few times. We She came to our site, did a tour of the manufacturing plant. She got all gowned up, you know, mask and uh, hairnet and everything. And she's Super nice. Um, and actually, she's going to come out here again this summer. And so um, she really is incredibly involved in the company and wants to help uh, build the brand and awareness around what we're doing. I love it. I had to, you know, there's my starstruck moment. Now we can get back to Pendulum. Uh, <laughs> give us give us kind of the overview of where things are at today with the company. Um, I know like you've, you've done a lot already. Uh, give us kind of that snapshot of uh, where things are at and really what's exciting you about the business? Sure. I think that um, kind of the big opportunity uh, around gut health is centered around microbiome science. And so the microbiome being all the bacteria and viruses and fungi, they live inside us, on, on us. And we've co-evolved with them. They play a really important part in our health as well as helping us battle disease. But there's a lot of stuff that we do that kills off that microbiome. So all of our antibacterial soaps are using antibiotics, uh, anti viral. Of course, we just went through a period of time where we were trying to get rid of uh, anything that was a microbe. Um, and, and what we're doing is we're sort of killing off things that are really helpful for us. So when we started Pendulum, literally like a little over 10 years ago now, um, the whole idea was, can we figure out what are these beneficial bugs? So things that aren't currently on the market that are already being used, but really new things that can help us with um, with our with, with disease and to be healthier people as we age and as we uh, kind of deal with the progression of mankind. And so um, we spent the first eight years literally as an almost completely R&D organization trying to figure out what are these next bugs? How do we manufacture them? How do we test them and people to see what they're doing? Um, and really only the last couple of years uh, having products in market. And so we have very patient investors. Um, but at the end of the day, I think when you're creating the new category in gut health, it does sort of take that patience to create things that actually work. And there's a, there's a phrase when people go right to your website, right? You have this, that you're helping people empower their metabolic health, right? Can you talk us through like what that means and why it's so important? 
Yeah, I think probably the most important things to health, the most important thing to healthy aging is actually your metabolic health. So what we mean by metabolic health is how your body metabolizes sugars and carbs. So essentially everything you eat uh, goes to your gut microbiome and is metabolized by all these bugs in your gut. In fact, there's foods that we eat that we actually cannot digest at all. They're only digested by these, these gut bugs. And so if you don't have them, the food that you're eating that's supposed to be healthy for you could literally be going right through you and is a reason why some people can eat healthily and still seem to gain weight and other people seems like they can eat whatever they want to and they never gain weight. And in fact, even for all of us, I think everybody can remember a time where you could eat or drink whatever you wanted. You don't have to worry about exercise and it was totally fine. And as we age, uh, you don't need science or a doctor to tell you this, but your metabolism slows down, your metabolic health gets worse. And so what we are doing is we're giving people back these gut bugs that help them metabolize their sugars and carbs more efficiently and effectively. And that gives you metabolic health that enables you to be healthy as we age. Man, having something like your early 20s in a bottle, like, wow, <laughs> for the marketing behind that too. Um, it's interesting because what you're talking about for the vast population, I, I can tell you, most of us don't talk about this stuff on a regular basis. Like it's even when we talk with uh, our clinicians, right? It's not, a, not brought up as much as, um, you know, maybe it should be. Why do you think some of that is and, and what could be done differently, I guess, even from the clinical side, um, so that maybe we're having more of those conversations with our, our own clinicians? Yeah, well, I think the reason that we don't talk about metabolic health so much with our clinicians is because it's sort of two reasons. You know, one is why our metabolism slows down has always been a little bit of a black box. Like, oh, that's just part of aging. Well, that's not a very satisfactory answer because we can't, none of us can do anything about that. Um, and so there's not really a discussion to be had around, you know, gee, I'm aging and things are slowing down. I think the other thing is that when you think about, you know, metabolic health and the end, the other end of the spectrum from being healthy to having metabolic disorders and metabolic syndrome, that's really, you know, otherwise known as type two diabetes or prediabetes. Um, those have often been thought of as things that are behaviorally oriented. So if you could eat right, if you could exercise, then you wouldn't have to worry about obesity and prediabetes and type 2 diabetes. And I think what we're starting to uncover is, yes, that's true. Of course, you know, good diet and exercise is important. But there's another component, a third part that people don't really know about, and that is these gut bugs that are helping you metabolize your food. And so if you don't have them, you're actually not metabolizing optimally. And there's something that you can do about it beyond just the diet and exercise component. And, and the reason why you lose these gut bugs may have nothing to do with anything that you're doing. And so I think now it's opening up new science and new conversations where you now have a third tool, which is not just, you know, what's the right nutrition and what's the right exercise regimen, but hey, what are the right things I should be doing for my gut in order to metabolize foods better? And you, you were talking, you know, earlier when we were talking about microbiome, what does the future of, of that look like, you know, through your lens? I think that when we think about the microbiome, so right now we're really focused on metabolic health and metabolism. And, you know, one of the things that we know is that you can lose these really important gut bugs through things that are not your fault. It's just part of life. So we know as we age, we come, be, become depleted in our microbiome. We know that um, as we go through periods of intense stress, that actually depletes your microbiome. We know that when your circadian rhythm changes, so like you travel somewhere where the time change happens, that can cause your microbiome to be depleted. And for women, when we go through menopause, our microbiome gets depleted. So there are all these things that are just part of 
being in life that cause your microbiome to be depleted. And it turns out that some of these depletions are associated with really important health conditions. So right now we're focused on metabolic health and metabolizing your foods properly, but the future of microbiome is tying things together to your gut that are going beyond just GI issues and metabolism and into things like allergies, asthma, autism, Parkinson's disease, celiac disease. And so it's really interesting to think about the fact that everything is sort of, uh, you know, we do we do core exercises because if you have a strong core, you can kind of do a lot of different workouts. It's the same thing with your gut. With a strong core, with a strong gut, you actually help with all these different health conditions. And I think the future of the microbiome looks like it's pretty unlimited in all the different parts of the body you can be impacting. So it's it's super common to to get rid of some of these some of the good things that our body needs. Um, why is that? Why is that still a thing? Why? Um, I, I know we mentioned, you know, having the conversation with clinicians and what does that look like. But from, uh, you know, the individual standpoint, right? What are what are some of the next steps they should take besides checking out Pendulum and uh, just a little plug there? Uh, but it's uh, you, I, I did it. Thank you didn't you. do it, so it's okay. Um, but in terms of like, you know, what are the next steps? Like, do, are there recommended readings that you think that people should be looking at? Um, you know, from like, let's say, let's say a newbie. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I actually think that most people are thinking about their gut health, whether they know it or not. So many people are taking a probiotic or a prebiotic supplement. Many people eat yogurt because they think it's healthy and it's it's for your gut. A lot of people drink kombucha or eat fermented foods. All of these things which, you know, are being told to us are healthy are healthy specifically because they're for the gut. And so I think, um, you know, if you want to start your research, it really starts with, um, you know, what is gut health and, and really just starting to understand what are the foods out there that can help you with your gut health. And then, you know, looking at probiotics, I mean, I think all of us have sort of stood there and looked at the hundreds of boxes of probiotics on a shelf and wondered, okay, how am I going to maneuver this world? And so I would say as a starting point, you know, some of the important things to look at are what are the strains on those bottles? So, um, you know, there are lactobacillus strains, bifidobacterium strains. This is part of the vocabulary that I think will start to be helpful for people to understand because these different strains, they do different things. It's kind of like, in vitamins, like if I said to you, hey, Jared, I'm starting to feel a little bit, you know, unwell, my throat is scratchy. What vitamin do you think I should take? You would say. ChatGPT, what vitamin? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what I would say? Yeah. Vitamin C. Vitamin C, exactly right. And so everybody knows if you're starting to not feel well and you want to boost your immune system, you take vitamin C. But with probiotics, it's not like that. Like if I say, hey, you should, you, you, you've got this metabolic issue, um, what probiotic should you take? You'd be like, well, just a probiotic, right? And so what we want to get to is that level of sophistication that we have with vitamins, which is to say, oh, you've got, you're not metabolizing your sugars as well. You need to go take some acromancia. And so this is really, I think, the education that um, we're trying to provide. And I think lots of other people in the probiotics industry are trying to provide. And then for all of us as consumers, we're going to go out and start to learn. And so my hope is that in the future, uh, we'll be as sophisticated there as we are in the vitamin world. That was my next question too. You know, what's what's next for, for Pendulum? What's getting you excited about the future of the company? I think I'm just really excited. This is totally selfish. I'm just really excited about all the ways in which we can metabolize our foods better, just because I know that as we age, uh, there are all these foods that I either have to 
cut back on or entirely cut out if I want to, you know, maintain health and have energy and sleep well and all these things. And what I'd really like to do is to, rather than cut them out, enable my body to process them the way it used to. And so we really think a lot about what are the foods that, you know, we enjoy eating that maybe, you know, have some downsides to them as we get older and how do we help our bodies metabolize them better? So starting with sugars and carbs, but then moving out, you know, beyond that to things like fats and all the other goodies that, uh, not that I want to enable people to eat or, or live unhealthily, but, you know, I just think that it's important to be able to metabolize our foods and we do that through the gut. Yeah. You know, I, I was, I just recently did this. There is no research. There was no research. I just did this based on my, my thoughts, which was probably dangerous, but I did no preservatives, no carbs and no, you know, uh, added sugars for a week. It was very difficult. Um, but I did feel a lot better. The, I didn't realize how much better I feel just no preservatives, like, or limiting my preservative intake. Um, cause I used to eat a lot of preservatives and it, I would never feel, I would never feel particularly great after. Um, so what you're talking about this, this research and, uh, the, you know, the vision of the company, it would be incredible to be able to, you know, continue to learn, what should I be eating if I feel this way? I mean, or what should I be taking when I feel this way? That's not just a vitamin, right? Because you're right. I can do that all day long. Um, but for probiotics in particular, it would be great to know exactly where I need to focus in on. So uh, kudos to you and your team for all the work you've been doing. Thank you. Yeah. And I think what you experienced is is really interesting because you, it's, you said something which is like, oh, I didn't even know that I wasn't feeling like energized or, you know, uh, to my fullest until I took those out. And then you, and then you felt those things. And that's one of the kind of most common things that we hear from people. It's not necessarily that they're like, uh, you don't know necessarily when your body is metabolizing sugars better, but what you do know is how you feel about, uh, um, you know, after taking these. And so some of the most common things we hear from people are, like 70 percent of our customers tell us they have reduced food cravings and reduced sugar cravings because now your body's metabolizing the sugars better. Your gut literally tells your brain, like, all right, we're 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 good. Like, you don't need to keep eating. And then we have people talking about, you know, less brain fog. They don't get that post lunch slump. And so it's all these things that you feel as a result of having better metabolic health that let you know this thing is doing something for me. There are opportunities too. So I know there's like a lot of there's the the probiotic pills, right? There's the yogurt. Um, do you see opportunities in like the, uh, drink space as well? Like, I, I mean, there are drinks, like you were talking about kombucha and, but it's not the same thing. Like I can drink my vitamins, right? I can drink my protein. Um, will there be, more, do you envision more opportunities in like, you know, it's not an energy drink. It's this, uh, new probiotic drink based on, you know, how you're feeling. I really hope so, because I think that uh, it's such an easy way to like hydrate and get your, your your nutrients at the same time. And like you said, we we can do that with vitamins and minerals and all of those. And so the next stage is going to require some real development work to figure out how to get these bugs uh, into drinks and, and keep them alive. Um, because obviously where they live in your gut is nothing like sitting in a, in a, in a beverage. And so you got to try to figure out how do we keep them alive in, in this other context. But I think there's a ton of opportunity for that. And, uh, we'll start to see products like that coming out, which is exciting. I'm so glad that you were able to come on the podcast. Hopefully we can have you come back on again, maybe get on a panel and talk more about this. But, uh, you know, again, means a lot. Great chatting with you and wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Great to talk to you as well. 